Hello, how's it going? I'm Megan Lawton and this is Who You Don't See, the podcast that celebrates the people behind the stars. In this series, we chat to people you might not have heard of, but who are key to making the magic happen. So we'll hear from creative directors, personal trainers and artist managers. If they work with a household name, this podcast exists to give you an insight into their world. Our guest this week is the insanely talented singer and songwriter, Dan Kaplan. I went to, to Barbados to work with some other songwriters there and we went out to, for drinks and it was the first time I heard Paradise, the, the song of Medusa, out. And I, I went, it's my, it's my song, come on. I went, this is my fucking song. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like telling people, I said, like, I wrote this. I mean, they're looking at me like, no, you didn't. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> <I> did. <laughs> like, yeah. Dan's been in the business of songwriting for over a decade. And in that time, written chart-topping, award-winning tracks for Rudimental, Macklemore, Stormzy, Jess Glynn and Ella Eyre. And that's all in addition to his solo work. As you might be able to tell from the many, many laughs, I so enjoyed chatting to Dan. We Zoomed each other back in May from a sunny-ish London to Dan's lockdown pad in St Vincent. We spoke about using baby, love and ooh to fill gaps in lyrics, Christmas songwriting camps in July, and how faking it till you make it has opened a whole load of doors for him. Enjoy. Dan, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you. No, thank you for having me, man. So we always start the podcast in my favourite place. We're in a bar. Set the scene. I get talking to you, I ask you what you do for work, what do you say? Uh, I say I'm a songwriter, mainly, that's, that's my first, I, I say I sing as well, but I, songwriting is my main, main passion and my, and my main uh, career. So that instantly yeah. makes you cooler than everybody in the bar? Uh, I, don't know, I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> no, no I, I don't really think about it because I've been doing it for so long, I don't think twice, but it does always, I mean, always the next question is like, oh yeah. Anything I've heard of, and then you're like, mm, that, yeah, now the yeah. name dropping <laughs> starts. <laughs> exactly, and that's when people leave you at the bar. They're like, oh god, this this guy. So they leave of- you with the bill at the bar. He's got. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly, exactly. Uh, so talk me through your route into becoming a songwriter. How did you kind of work your way into that job? Um, as a songwriter, well, I mean, I I, I grew up um, I grew up in Hong Kong for a bit, and then moved to to the UK. And uh, my mum my wanted to be getting to a good school and she uh, she realised I was dumb as hell and I wasn't going to get any, <laughs> any academic scholarship. <laughs> um, but um, she got me playing the, the piano when I was like about five. And then from there, the cello, and I started playing, getting, got a scholarship, you know, kept on playing in school and orchestras and at Royal Academy. Um, and then um, got, got a scholarship to go to university in America and to play orchestras there. And then about 20, I realized I hate classical music. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at, 20, at 20 years old, I was like, I do not want to play a single more bit of Bach or Mozart again in my life. Like, I hate this. And um, I downloaded a, a, a cracked version of this um, program called Ableton. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I started making beats. Uh, and then from there, like, I, I didn't want to sing. I didn't think I could sing. Um, but I uh, started getting... You know, so getting rappers on it from from where I was in in America in Portland. Um, that's where I first met Macklemore. Okay, um, so you started networking at a young yeah. age. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like the first time I met him, right? Uh, when I first time I met Macklemore, was like he came to my university to do a show, and uh, after the show, like this is before you know uh, thrift shop and uh, can't hold us and all the like Grammys and stuff. 
And I was like, hey, man, I do music as well. Like, <laughs> we, we should collaborate. And he's like, yeah, man, he gave me his email. He's like, send me some beats. I was like, I don't have any beats. But, <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, you're going to bear with me one second. Yeah, yeah, download yeah. this thing. <laughs> I mean, give me like 10 years. <laughs> and I'm back and pretty much like seven years on the dot later, I was in the studio. But um, yeah, no, I, I, I put up a video of me playing the cello and uh, singing um, this subtrack song called Wildfire. And then from there, kind of sort of mean labels and management and lawyers and all that sort of stuff. So that was like the real initial spot. I was a YouTube kid before YouTube kids were around. Right, the original. Yeah, well, not quite the original. I'm not that but then old. when did the songwriting come into it? How do you start, or when did you start writing? I mean, again, I was, I can't swear, can I? You can swear. I can swear. I was bullshitting. <laughs> I was like bullshit. <laughs> like, I mean, like I, I, like I remember I met my 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 first manager, and he was like, "So you write songs, right?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah." Don't just do yeah. covers. That's I'd never written a song before, and he was like, "Okay, cool. I want to hear some of the original music." So I went home. Uh, I was working. I was working at a, a bank at the time, and like went home and just like started writing songs. I wrote like four or five songs, and I gave it to them. And he was like, "But like these are these are kind of good." I was like, "Ah." Oh. Oh, that was a shock to you as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but I mean, everyone starts just copying other people's music. I mean, like the, anybody that comes out of original music at the start is a liar. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, even to this day, like we still, you know, you still listen to a song and get influence from it and copy it. But um, yeah, it, it was a, it was a lot of blagging, a lot of blagging. I'm, I'm Making still, it I'm, till you make it. Yeah, yeah. I'm still blagging it now, to be honest. <laughs> My friend always has blag now, worry later, and that's what you you've been doing for oh, years. My- I mean, that's that. That should be my gravestone. <laughs> Black now, worry later. I like that. I like that. So you've been blagging now, worrying later, writing songs for about are we talking ten years? Yeah, ten years. Yeah, actually, actually, we're in in next week will be the the ten years since I put that video up on on um YouTube. Happy anniversary. I know, weird anniversary <laughs> to celebrate, but I'm going to celebrate nonetheless. Uh, so talk me through the people you've worked with written songs for within the last 10 years um it's i've had i've been very lucky um like i've i kind of started off mainly with a lot of the dance acts like my first session was chasing status in a, in the uk and then from there kind of worked with gorgon city uh jess jess glynn um ella air um a lot a lot of i kind of a lot of up and coming people at the same time as me um i'm trying to think i'm trying to think when it, it's always hard when you're on the spot thinking like who you've worked with like but then obviously Macklemore Rudimental um been doing some stuff recently for One Republic Ryan Tedder people um Medusa their, their song that recently has been become quite successful uh, it's a lot a lot of the UK people an endless list yeah yeah, how... yeah. I, I can't I can't remember them off the top of my head and well that is a good sign how yeah. did you get your music in front of a musician in the first place how does that first sort of slide of the dm work i don't know that's i mean it's it's a hard one because like th- there's two ways that songs get cut by other people um and it's either through your publishing company so they're the people that you, you sign a, a deal with and they they'll own half the rights to your songs and then they will be the ones pitching it out um and then the other route is just word of mouth and and dms um, and like to me, that's kind of worked out better because then you build up that rapport with the other artists. So, for instance, the one that um, the song I did for Stormzy's last album, uh, like we we've been he'd been tweeting stuff, but saying, "Oh, Dan's this and that," and I was like, 
email, emailing like, oh, I saw you said that. Like, we should work together. <laughs> and like, I was persistent as hell. Like, yeah. yeah. So like, like a good two years after after sending that DM, and like it was like kind of working with his mates, like almost becoming like 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 a stalker. Like, well, oh, he works with him. I should work with him as well. Yeah, um, so networking your way to Stormzy. Very cool. Yeah, yeah, it was. I mean, like, and it, 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 like it worked. It worked out. But like, I was, I literally went in the room with one of the producers on the album. I was like, well, we should write something for Stormzy. And that's how that kind of came about. But like, there's no, there's no one route for every song. Like every time like a, a song gets cut, I'm always just like, oh, how did he, how did he hear about it? And it's just, it's always, it's always more word of mouth now than um, the formal tracks that we used to go through. Well, it's working for you. Yeah. I wanna, <laughs> for now, <laughs> um, let's talk about the process of writing songs because creativity is really weird. You can't, I don't think I can just sit aside and be like, you know what, 9 till 10 a.m. today, I'm going to be creative, I'm going to write yeah. a song, and ideas just hit you. How do you begin the process of writing a song? Um, well, I mean, you're, you're right. It's, it's, an, it's been an age-old thing. Like, I wish I wish it could be like a 9 to 5, like, this is what I'm going to do. No, you don't, because then you um, wouldn't like it. No, I know, exactly. I would get bored of it in a second. But, um, I mean, this is this is what I kind of, so, like, I, I start every morning, and I've got this this app on my phone called Voice Memo. Uh-huh. So if you go on, so I'll go on there. Um, sorry, my phone, my phone is taking a while to load. But basically, I, I kind of, I'll sit there with my guitar or, or the piano, and I'll just like make little voice memos, notes of like uh-huh. melodies and like all these sort of things. So this is like each one of these is a different idea or like a, a furthering of an idea. And then I wait out nowadays. I wait and get on Zoom and like work with a producer and go like, this is the idea. This is the melody I got. This is the title I've got. And we kind of work backwards from that. Um, and would you always have an artist in mind when you're sort of making these notes on your phone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I like, I mean, I think every songwriter hates the, the sound of their own voice when they're talking. But like at the beginning of it, I'll sit, I'll, I'll hum the melody before I forget because I have the memory of a goldfish. Uh, I'll hum it. And then afterwards I'll be like, ah, oh, this would be a good idea for Rudimental. This would be a good idea for Macklemore, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and then you listen back to it and you always play it to people and then you just hear them you talking to yourself you're like oh god that's me yeah 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 don't worry I'm just, <laughs> I'm just I'm just slowly losing my mind here just talking, talking to myself about who can take this song uh, this is for Adele <laughs> <laughs> does it no, no one day we'll blag it it's going to be for Adele one day blag it until what was it again blag, blag it now worry later exactly that's that's the title of this podcast right here <laughs> um would you would you ever write songs collaboratively so say I'm an artist my first album went really well I'm ready to write my second I come to you and I'm like Dan I want to write a song together where would we start um thing thing especially when you're when you're on the co-writing thing like it's a hard thing because you don't you don't want to push your agenda or your ideas on them like it's the the songs that have I've worked out best and that I've got cut are the ones that come from the artists that like even their initial idea or initial like story that they're kind of basing this the song off it's always a lot easier once they have it there because then like i mean as a as a co-writer as a songwriter behind the scenes like what you do is kind of just kind of like push and mold and like just make sure that ideas kind of stay online um, and make sure like the 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 chorus connects and that sort of thing. Like it's you kind of like overseeing them... the project. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, and that's the thing. Like, you know, you can come in and, and give ideas where you want, but like, it has to for them for them to love the song and cut the song and, and release it. 
it has to come from them as well. Like, I mean, I, as when I was when I was like purely um, as, as like as an artist, the best the best um, collaborators I had were the ones that kind of just helped and molded, didn't like take control and try and force the song. So I would come to you and be like, I want to write a song about London in the summer or whatever naff song, but like I, I want to write it. I got that, mate. I got that. I got, I got, I got, that, I got that. My voice memo now. <laughs> Get back to me tomorrow morning. Yeah, you're looking. You're looking for. You're looking for a new change of career. Yeah, yeah. I can see. I can see a Glastonbury. Hi, <laughs> this yeah. is hypothetical. I'm coming to you, so I want to write about London yeah, in the summer. Yeah. You're going to oversee my project. Exactly. I mean, it's like when someone comes in these, then you like, like for instance, if that was it, like I'd think about Lily Allen, like that LDN song. You think about that. You think about um, uh, Natty song of July. Um, so it's like it's almost like you have to have like a kind of um, encyclopedic sort of idea of like songs that have worked in that sort of thing, and like yeah. where you can reference it and be like, oh yeah, well this was good. And it can't be anything recent. It has to be something like at least five or ten years old. And that. Like a mood board almost. Yeah. yeah exactly. That's exactly. It's like it's a musical mood board of like working out. Okay, well this worked there. This worked there. Your last song that was kind of like that is that there. Let's find something in the middle where that's new and fresh and not too like a pastiche to whatever's been done before. Creativity is so subjective, isn't it? So I might suggest a lyric that I'm obsessed with and you might think that's really naff. Do you get that in songwriting sessions? Your face says you do. Yeah, I mean, but quite often, sometimes I'm the one with an app idea. Like, the thing is, like, I, I, I like, I don't say no to anything. I like, I like, everyone's like, they say like, oh, I want to write a song about, you know, cotton candy. I'm like, all right, let's do it. Because like, <laughs> like, you don't know, like, you know, the naff idea might mold into something fu- like fucking brilliant, like, yeah. like a couple, couple hours down the road. So you. Like nobody wants a negative Nancy in the in the, in the no. studio. No, if you if you want to write something about I don't know about your dog when you're full, fine, let's do it. Like I mean, and Take like a chance on it, yeah, exactly. And also like like I think a lot of especially a lot of um like writers and artists working out starting out think everything has to be perfect the first time. Like a lot of days I write terrible songs. Like I I've been doing it for ten years. Still still sometimes I'm like. That is that was a that was a waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> and like, when do you realise it was a waste of time? How far into exploring a, a lyric are you like, no, I need to ditch this now? About halfway through the song, I'm like, well, this is this is going nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> but again, like I mean, like like the like the other day I was working on the song and and like I had a half written song from LA that I was like, I didn't really like I was like, mm, no, no. But then once I heard the, the this beat, I was like, oh, you know what? That will work with that. And like, and it's like, even if it's, even if the song feels terrible, you still have to finish it. Still have it there. So like, you know. Are you always finish it? Yeah, I always finish it. I mean, at least, at least when I say, at least do the verse and chorus and post-chorus. Like, so that's there. Like second verse is always like the the easiest part to do. Because you're just kind of reiterating what you're saying in the the first verse. Does it ever feel like you're trying to like make up the words for an essay count? Because I'll hear some songs and I'll be like, you start really well. And then there's just a few words in it. I'm like. I can write better than that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so true. It is. I mean, the thing is, like, especially with, like, I, I, I've, I very rarely worked with writers that work with lyrics first. I, I always work the melody first. So it's like, what, what melody sounds best? And for anyone who doesn't know what a melody is, what is a melody? It's, it's that, 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 what, that thing you hum along to. 
like oh, yeah, yeah. He, like like head in the heart by Joe Curry and the Eminem like that melody, which is like an incredibly amazing and annoying melody because like I was, I listened yeah. to it and I was like it's like I mean they're they they're like good friends and like I was when I heard it I was like. God, this is gonna. This song is gonna annoy the hell out of me in a couple of weeks. Like, yeah, and, 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 it's and, an earworm, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and that's kind of what you what, what you want. And like when I when I say that, I mean like in a positive way. Like I'm like yeah. happy happy they did it. But like I heard it, I was <laughs> like, yeah, I was like, I was like, oh god, this this is gonna be everywhere. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, yeah, you have to do that, and sometimes you have to fill in the gaps. So that's where baby comes in quite a lot. Love comes in quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> baby, baby, love, love. Yeah, yeah. Yes and ooh. Yes. ooh. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like it's like when you when you like lost a bit of the puzzle and you just make make a little like just cut something out and just stick it in. Like that's that's in a baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, exactly. So much I yeah. imagine of songwriting is based upon your experiences and your own emotions and that kind of gives you inspiration. Do you ever kind yeah. of have an inspiration drought and find yourself wanting to create a bit of drama just so you can write a song about it? Um, n- no, no. I think my life is complicated. <laughs> <laughs> I think especially, I mean, I mean, it's, I like, you know, touch wood. I haven't really ever had a, a drought. I mean, like you do, you do go through moment, like lulls of where like things aren't quite connecting, but you, you, you'll always have enough to write about. And thinking this is the perfect thing about collaborating with people is like they'll come in with their ideas and then that will spark some synapses in your head and you're like, oh yeah. Like I I think I think it is it is the 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 lulls and times is like that's all in your own head. That's all kind of it's that self-perpetuating. Once something goes wrong, like you can go kind of go down that hill. But like I've been I've been quite good at like kind of wiping the wiping the slate clean every day. If, I, if a song didn't go right, I just wipe it out. Go have some drinks with some friends. Don't think about it. Wake up in the morning. Like, I'm I'm really good at writing songs hungover. That's Are like, you? yeah, that's like, that's like, I mean, that's like, good and bad. But good that you're aware no, that's no, bad because no, that's now I mean, your state. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. I'm, not, I'm far from an alcoholic, but um, like, <laughs> about that like, if you want. <laughs> yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah. Turn into the therapy session. But like, <laughs> but like, I, I think honestly, you know, if we've gone out with some drinks with some friends, go home, just don't think about it. When you wake up in the morning, like, the, you kind of have this, this, um. Like you, you're not overthinking it. You, just, I just, yeah. I'll go in the studio and I just write it and I just sing it out. And like quite a lot of my, quite a lot of the songs that I um have been successful have come from, you know, after after a night out with friends, going the next morning, going in and writing it and like been like half an hour. Like, oh, that's done. Sweet. Right. Yeah, but it makes sense because you're not in your head anymore and you're kind exactly. of like you're in the real world. You're talking with real people. And it's yeah. not so much like the pressure on like I've got to deliver some kind of art. It's just like yeah. I'm just. I'm reflecting the world around me. Exactly. I mean, I, I'm not made to, advising that to anybody who's going into music <laughs> as a, like a thing. Like you know, as they, like you know, and yeah, it's it's. But it it does it it trying to find that clarity in life, especially when you're writing songs, is kind of sometimes quite hard to find. But just just going away and not thinking about it is is a world of yeah makes a world of difference. You mentioned earlier scrapping songs when you know they're not onto yeah. anything. Have you, in hindsight, wished you'd scrapped songs that you listen to now? Because I, my equivalent is looking at a Facebook status from years ago and fucking oh. cringing because you hate yourself. Luckily yeah. for me, like that exists on Facebook. That for you might be on Spotify. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. 
I mean, there are, there are, I mean, I don't listen to my own music. Like I, like once I've released it, like I don't mm-hmm. listen to it. Even, even if it's like something I've written for somebody else, like I, I can't listen to it because it almost gives you like a weird, like PTSD of like all the stress. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, get, from writing a song for it to getting released, you have to go through so many hoops to get there. So like, you know, the artist has to like it. The, the yeah. record label has to like it. The um the PR people, the marketing have to find like the right the right thing, and then you know people will come in and want to change lyrics. You know, I mean, I I think on average, I mean, like this is this is there's no like technical part to this, but I think from from writing a song to getting out is like normally at least eight eight months to a year. Wow, like back, and, back, and, back and forth. Like I mean, you know, with I mean with with these days that like, they were really mental. That took two and a half years to get released from from writing it. You're very patient then. Uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> I, but I just have no other choice. Um, you know, I mean, I mean, Paradise from it took, took about eight months from from right. We that's actually the first song that I wrote um, on on Zoom. Once once we went to lockdown last year, that was the oh, first one, yeah. and it was eight months of Zooms with Medusa guys in Italy, kind of changing every little bit. And like they're they're like fantastic producers, but they're very meticulous. And so I was like, the I do, I was, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, like, they're, like they're, 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 there's a reason why they've been Grammy nominated and had number ones and all that sort of stuff. But uh, it was, it was like a, a long, a long toll of just being by myself for like, I was, I lived by myself for four months, just there, like writing, sending over every day, write again, record. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a, you have to have a lot of patience when it comes to that, that process, but. Do you have to have a thick skin as well? Because if lyrics are personal, oh, yeah. you really like it, and some like you've just spent hours crafting this lyric that you were besotted with, and then they're like, I actually don't really like that. Yeah, it's like, yeah, not yeah. a problem. <laughs> yeah, like, oh no, it's fine, it's great. No, it's cool. Oh, no, no, it's, I, no I, I didn't I, actually I, like it. Actually. Yeah, no, no, I, like, I, spent no, I spent no time on it at all. It's not like really heartfelt. <laughs> Yeah, no, no. You, I, I think thick, thick skin for the music industry is something you have to have in ample because, like, the it's it's an, it's a human nature of you know trying trying to get the best out of people. So sometimes you have to beat them down, and like, sometimes you have to be. I mean, like, the, my my best managers have been the people that I like, go, oh, "That's a terrible song," and then I'm, okay. I've I've walk away and be like, "Oh no," or you go, "All right, well, how am I going to make this better then?" Like, and they've got your best interest at heart. I guess you have to keep exactly. reminding yourself, like, they want me to do good here. Yeah, exactly. And like, I, I think, I mean, thick skin and proving people wrong are two things that you kind of have to ha- like instill. Like, I mean, not in like a negative way, like to, to prove people wrong, to be like, okay, right, well, I'm going to make sure that this song becomes the best thing it can be. Like, just because someone said it's wrong, you're like, right, well, I think I'm right and I'm going to work on it until it's right. And then they're like, oh, that's really good, actually. And you're like, do people yeah. say that? Are people too proud? Or are they sort of happy to ditch their ego and be like, got it wrong, you made it work? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, I, I, I'm lucky enough that I surround myself with with people and collaborators that are all quite positive people. Like, I mean, obviously, competition is always going to be there. Like, there's going to be, you know, uh, butting your heads. But in general, everyone's kind of got a positive outlook and wants and wants you to do well. Any who could you say like your favorite person to write for, write with? Is there a dream um, person? Well, I mean, off the top of my head, there's a guy called Bully that I've been writing like really well with. Um, Wayne Hector, who's also a Vincentian guy. Um, James Newman, Max Wolfgang. Uh, um, Frances is amazing. She's, she's an artist and she's still doing artist stuff, but she's an incredible writer. 
um there's a, there's like a kind of core 30 sort of people that i love i love collaborating with because um, for most i guess there's quite a few people who write a track it doesn't tend to be just one person it's a collaborative thing no not at all i mean I like I, I think on average on a hit is about four, four or five writers it's like quite frustrating. How many words do you, by the end of the track, how many words have you each contributed? Well, the, the, I mean, this is something that's been coming up quite a lot recently about the splits and songs. Yeah. Um, because, cause, um, you know, sometimes you write the song and then the artist that ends up on the song isn't actually part of the writing process, but they get a percentage of the song. So, like, you know, it kind of dwindles the percentage that people get every time. And you know, and like I, sometimes, like I, I, it's it's the way it is, and, I, and hopefully it's going to change. Like uh, there's been quite a lot of storm. Like I mean, you can see on the, on, on BBC News, like quite a lot of people have been kind of kicking up a fuss. And like it's because it, it, is, it is frustrating when you spend so much time writing on a song, and if you're not the artist of it, this is the only source of money that you're going to get because yeah. they'll they'll be able to go do gigs and sell merchandise and do like TV shows and all that sort of stuff and, you know, get money from radio. And we're just kind of left with this small piece of the yeah. pie. That's, that's even cut even smaller every time. So yeah, yeah, it's, frustrating. It's, yeah it's frustrating. I mean, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes when you look at your royalty checks, you're like, Oh, what really? Oh. <laughs> that, was a, that was a, that was a big old song. And then, you know, but you know, it, it's in the same breath, like, like you have to keep going and keep, keep collaborating. Cause uh, it's like either that or you just or you just won't be working it's a it's a catch-22 because if you start standing up for yourself and be like i'm not going to do that then people aren't going to work with you again and like you know yeah. a, a lot of it is networking and that's reputation based industry exactly yeah. yeah and you don't you don't want to be known as a troublemaker but at the same time it's getting to a point now where you're like okay well if i can't even afford to, you know to to live to like yeah. to, to pay to go to the studio like you know, some yeah, like, so I, I saw like some some successful writers are now working at Uber because there's no there's no minimum wage for it. You don't get paid like every day you go to the studio. You get paid maybe a year or two after the songs gets released. And especially so, if there's like four or five of you, there's this budget assigned to songwriters, and then there's so many of you doing it. Yeah, that kind of just like dwindles yeah. the amount you're going to get. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it does. I mean, is it? It's a. It's a. It's the most. <clears throat> it's the most. Um, disrespected part of the industry by by far like because like because like without without songs i mean like you know people that work at record labels make more money than the songwriters do and they have nothing to do the song wouldn't exist if it wasn't for you guys exactly exactly and like it's it's an age-old struggle with the labels like well we pay for all the videos and all this stuff and it's like but at the root of it you know it's a song right without that you, you wouldn't be doing everything you're doing but hopefully it'll change yeah also also Please, please don't like, stop working your record labels. <laughs> <laughs> no, you have to save it. You have to save it. So if you don't yeah, feel exactly. maybe, if you don't feel financially appreciated and acknowledged, do you feel appreciated and respected by the artists you've worked with? Do you feel that they're really grateful for having yeah. you on board? Yeah, ab- absolutely. I mean, I think the the era of egos and artists has kind of gone now. Like, you know, really? I, I've worked with some of this. Yeah, I, I, I honestly, like, I've, I can I can honestly say I haven't I can't think of any artists I've worked with that I was like oh my god like you you are just got an ego on you I, I think especially when it comes to coming into the studio and everything else like it's like you can't you can't do that nowadays like those kind of like era of like the the sassy or whatever whatever like, yeah the diva like that's that's long gone like everyone everyone I work with is just 
just like honest and on the point and want and want to get the best song possible. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a couple of times where it just just doesn't gel, but that's that's not nothing to do. with Creative differences. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like sometimes I'll be like, "Do you want to do a session again?" I'll be like, "Nah, not really." Yeah, busy that day. <laughs> When, it, when is it? Yeah, no, busy, busy. <laughs> so you're mentioning artists that sometimes you have creative differences. Who is your favourite artist to be in the studio with? Who do you just gel, you kind of think, kind of complete each other's sentences? Ooh, probably, um, probably Macklemore. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think we've, like, it's, uh, it's, it's weird, right? Because, like, we haven't actually done that, spent that much time in the studio together, but every time we have, We've got a song that's been released, so like it's like for for like for, for like quantity versus um, effectiveness. Like we're on, we're like four for four, like just smashing out every time. On the factory machine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like the like the last thing we did was um, this Christmas tune, and it, and we wrote it like the fifteenth of December. Wow, that's and a like, last minute one. Uh, and then like and like. Like uh, we were like on a on a FaceTime and like we wrote it and then like the next day he's like, uh, right, flying you out to um Seattle, we're shooting a music video tomorrow. I was like, what? Like I thought this was for next year. He's like, no, no, we're putting out to, like in two days. That's the quickest great. time it's ever. Yeah, yeah, great for your impatient nature. I know. I was like sick on that. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, apparently I mean, that apparently a Christmas song is what if you're a songwriter, you need to be in the Christmas hits because every year they come back around. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I think it's it's one of those ones. Like, and also the best thing is like with Christmas songs. Some years they just like quite often when they're first released, they don't become like massive hits. Like the Mariah Carey tune wasn't like huge when it first yeah. came out, but look at it now. I mean, I'm trying. I'm trying to outfeat Mariah Carey, mate. I'm just trying to. <laughs> It's like a little little morsel. Yeah. now, worry later. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's funny. I, 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 um, I there was a there was a Christmas writing camp in July in London, and I was like, how the how the hell are we going to do that? <laughs> like, we have to turn the aircon on, put on some like yeah, like, some like Montclair jackets, some mulled wine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mon like mulled wine in the middle of July in Notting Hill. It's like. Yeah, yeah. People are thinking. I love Christmas, so I'd be down for that. I'd be down for the whole like, mean, sort of auto setup. Yeah, <laughs> fake, fake snow in the studio. Yeah, <laughs> probably not the cool vibe that's needed at a writing camp. But I <laughs> no, no. I mean, the thing is, writing camps are like I, I, I love man because that's that's the bit. There's, I mean, I, ha I haven't really had that much success with the songs I've written on writing camps, but the time I have with it is like it's been better because like you, you work with artists or like with songwriters that you would never would have worked with before and you're all there it's like it's like a it's like a big like friends holiday and like do you actually I mean, stay they, somewhere yeah I mean like, we we like I, I did Sagala did one in Thailand for like for a week for two weeks that was amazing and Ella Air did one in Jamaica um and there's like there's always ones that every I mean obviously now with corona it hasn't been happening but um like there's like Denmark and and Sweden like this and it's always so much fun. I mean, not, I mean, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. But like, also, if you put if, if you put a bunch of songwriters in a room, like it's always going to be loud, always going to be a party, and always going to be like just the most fun because like we're just all just excited to be there with each other. Because yeah, I mean, especially when you like kind of work in small units when you get all together, it's like. It's like, it's like it's like Christmas. It is. It's like, it's, oh, it's like and you're fucking on holiday. Like I know, I know. I mean, this is probably why the songs don't turn out great because we just like <laughs> just on holiday. Like, 
Well, if ever uh, you need a journalist to cover one of your writing I, camps. You're the first one. You'll be the first one there. <laughs> I'll call it up. Um, talk to me about what a bad, infuriating day at work is like. What would that involve? Um, Waking a, a, up sober. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, God. No, no. Um, I think the, the, the most frustrating times really is um, when, when you're working with an artist quite early on in their career and they're not really sure what they want to do. That's that is a fr- frustrating point because like when you're sitting there and you're trying to help them and they're they're not sure, then like it kind of it kind of gets a bit defeated because then you end up just writing yeah. a, like a, a like a a bad version of an Amy Winehouse song or like a bad version of wh- whoever their inspiration is because they're um, kind of finding their voice. Exactly, exactly, and like so, I I've kind of you know I I, I work I I'm very particular about who what new artists I work with. Like if I hit, listen to them, I'm like. I can clearly hear that their sound and their vision, like what they're doing. I'll do it. But like if it's not for that, I I tried I tried to avoid that until they kind of have a bit more um, assurance about themselves. Which sounds which sounds harsh, but like it's like no, it you doesn't. Know, Your name's gonna be on it in the end. Yeah, and also like, you know, with 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 time now, it's like I, I'd much rather spend my time working on something that's actually gonna go somewhere than like then like 'cause like, I, I I do get impatient when it comes to wasting my time. Like that's like I, I like I think like, I could have been working with somebody else, writing a song for somebody else. Yeah. And, like, and, and I'm just here sitting, used like singing love over and over. And, like, <laughs> baby. Yeah, 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 yeah. Love and baby. I'm like, oh, yeah, we need some, we need some more words in there. We need like, some yeah. ooze in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds like a hit right there. <laughs> As a singer yourself, do you ever write a song and then have to give it away and think, I could just sing it better than that? Like, I think I'd prefer my voice on it. Yeah, I mean, I like I, thinking that because I've just started releasing my own music again. Um, after taking, I took a, like eighteen month break, and it's, it is an age old, well, age old. I mean, like the past two years have been. It's been weird because the biggest songs are the songs that I'm writing. I'm like, I think they're really good. I'm like, do I keep them for myself and risk it? Maybe not being connecting as well as it going with a bigger artist and doing really well, but then I make no yeah. money. So like it's, it is. I mean, and the thing is, like, I, I've been lucky that I get to collaborate with, with DJs, so I still get to get you know be able to feature on songs that I've written. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, it's like with my with my with my management because we were going through like trying to find you know the next songs I'm going to release, and I'm like, yeah, a lot of these are on hold for other artists. So I was like, should we just take them back? I was like, yeah, <laughs> can we do that? <laughs> yeah, I was like, ah, that's literally what I was. I was like, can we can we do that? The song I mean, is out of stock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's. I think it's like the problem is like if you if you, if I go into a session clear that it's like this is for my for my own project then it's fine, but like, if it's in a collaborate collaborative sort of position like equally we all want the song to be as successful as possible. So like I I, I also get rid of. I mean my ego is not there anyway, but I get rid of that and kind of be like, all right, cool. We want the song to be as successful as, as possible. So if he has to go to like another artist, fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, great, great, great pub. <laughs> um, so that's an infuriating part of your job. And working with an up and coming artist who doesn't know their voice is infuriating. What's a really good day at work? Um a good day at work is when is when the song comes really quick. Like, mm-hmm. like I, I have, I have a theory. I mean, there's, 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 again, there's no truth to it. But like, every song that I've had that's been successful was written within twenty, thirty minutes. Okay. Like, 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 like that kind of. I mean, you know, the the two years or however long after that. But like, 
the initial spark of that thing, once that's there, like is and like, then that becomes really fun. And like also, I love I love fucking I love singing the songs. So like like when I'm having fun singing it, so I'm doing I'm doing that like I've got my microphone in. So like when I'm there like and I'm like closing my eyes and really going for it, I'm like I'm like this is fun. Like, this you is, believe actually, in the song. Yeah, exactly. And then like it kind of it makes like I mean I I have way more good days than bad. Like I mean like actually I, I'm quite a positive person always having that. But like when it's really good, like there's it, like no better feeling because you get that kind of like tingly around you. And you're, like yeah. you're like ah. Oh. Yeah. Or what about like when you're driving in a car or you're at the gym and a song that you've worked on that you're really proud of comes on? Like that must be an amazing moment. Yeah, I mean, like I, I, I had, I had, I had it in. Um, I was, I was here. I, I went to uh, to Barbados to work with some other songwriters there, and we went out to for drinks. And it was the first time I heard Paradise, the, the song of Medusa, out, and I, I went, it's my, it's my song, mine. I went, I it's, my, it's my fucking song. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like telling people, I, was like, I wrote this. Yeah, like, not I mean, right. I mean, they're looking at me like, no, you didn't. No, that is, it is a good thing. I mean, like, and like, you can never, it wouldn't, you never get bored of that either. Like, when you hear it, like, yeah. I mean, the, the one problem, well, not one problem, but over here, like, the, the radio is all, all mainly like dancehall and reggae. So there's no way they're playing my music. There's, Wait I mean, till I, you get back to London and your ego is just yeah, going to go wild. Out. Just, <laughs> I did that. I did that. Me, me. <laughs> yeah. No, no. I mean, I, I'm lucky. I've, I've got like I've I've got my my mum and my friends to keep me in check very quickly. Anytime something good, they're like, yeah, well, you know, it wasn't that good. Didn't, 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 didn't go to number one, though, did it? it was like, ah, ah, yeah, Thanks. Fine. Yeah. It was, like, oh, it was top five. Yeah, no, it wasn't one, though, was it? Number one, though, was it? Yeah. <laughs> Is there a song you've worked on that you're most proud of out of all the songs you've ever written? Um, I mean, I suppose because it was my first big break as, as these days. And as I also just, just, I mean, I it was, it was a frustrating couple of years that time because... You know, things weren't quite connecting. Like, you know, the, the, that was a kind of a make or break moment. Because if that song didn't connect, then I'm not sure I'd still be doing music. I might have been like, you know what, I'm going to go do something else. I mean, I would probably work some music somewhere else, but like less of the song right Pressure that you put on that song then. Yeah, I mean, I, I like, I was talking to my brother the other day and he's, he said, do you remember like that, because it came out in January and that Christmas, I said, if this song doesn't become a hit, then I'm out. And my brother was like, "Yeah, because you're, you're broke." Where I was like, "I know." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "I was like, I, like you know, I, was, I had I had to borrow money from my brother. I had to borrow money from like friends. Like, I could barely pay rent. Like, you know, everyone thinks once you sign a record deal, like you're going to be, you know, all the money." You're but somebody. Yeah, no, no, no. It, it's I mean, you know, one in ten people that sign a major record deal actually release an album. Like that's that's that is, and then and then of that, yeah. I mean, only. I mean, only a handful of, of, of like uh, like successful albums. So it's it's a it's a very it's the the odds are stacked against you, right? So um, when that when that song came out and it did did what it did, and you know we won like we won I won an Ivan Novella for it, which is like for a songwriter is like the dream. Like yeah. I, I've, I've, I've got it I've got it is my is my toilet toilet holder my toilet roll holder. I mean, like, I moved into a house and I, I just never bought a toilet holder. So I just, How many bathrooms uh, has the house got? 
Uh, it's got oh, it's one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say it's got two, then you need another eye in the value of one. No, yeah, I mean, that's two. But songwriters don't get paid. <laughs> yeah, we, we can only afford one, one toilet at a time. <laughs> <laughs> You'll know you've made it when you got yeah, two Yeah, I, I will literally be walking around being like, which one am I going to use today? <laughs> <laughs> Um, you uh, mentioned earlier that you are going to write a song for Adele one day. Yeah. Aside from Adele, who else have you got your sights set on? Who else would you love to write a song for? Um, good question. Um, I mean John Legend. That's that. Sorry, that's that's exactly. I mean, I, and the thing is, I've been so close so many times to getting in the room or getting a song cut. Like and like, it, 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 like I always get so excited because that was how I first started. Like just playing the piano like John Legend. And sing and sing, trying to sing like John Legend, but just not as well. Uh, and so, like a couple of times, like there's been like his, you know, manager or somebody else is like, "Oh yeah, you know, John said the song is really good." And like, I'm like, oh, "Yes, it's happening! It's, it's happening!" <laughs> and then, it's, and then you know, through through no fault of any, any, anybody's, it just kind of falls through. So, yeah, John, at some point, mate. I've got faith. You. I've got faith. It's gonna happen. But I, 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 like honestly, like I mean, it's, it just won't happen, but. I've heard quite a lot of people work going there, working with their idols and working with their thing, and just messing it up hard. Like, yeah, like I, I, people I, won't, this. I won't mention, I won't mention the name, but there's somebody worked worked with Pharrell, and like they were like really excited. Like, obviously, it's Pharrell Williams, like mm. amazing. And then like, and then then start singing. Like, he's like, I've got this idea. He's like, I'm doing up with a song. He's like, Yeah, no, I already wrote that one. It was get lucky. He was just oh, singing get lucky. No. <laughs> he was just singing get lucky back to him, and he was just like, "Oh no!" Oh, <laughs> just, how do you recover from that? Anyway, well, I pray that doesn't happen with you and John. No, no, no. I just start singing all of me back to him. Like this is good, right? <laughs> <laughs> Anna, it's been so great to chat to you. I could chat with you all afternoon. Um, But thank you. I so appreciate it. We always end the podcast with a bit of wisdom, a piece of advice that you have learned over the years in your career that you think, yeah, they're words I kind of live by and you want to share with other people. Um, Blag it and then worry about it later. (laughs) (laughs) You learned that 40 minutes ago. I know. (laughs) But it's going to stick with me forever. I told you, it's going to, it's going to be my gravestone. Blag it and worry about it later. I, it's, it's amazing. No, blag now, worry later. See, I can't even get that right. Yeah. How, how, how I'm a songwriter, I have no idea. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think, I think that works well, though. I mean, it's, it's, it's persistence. That's, that is the main thing you've got to have. Persistence and optimism. Like, if you've got that, then I think you're going to be okay. Thank you so, so much. I've so loved talking to you. Hey, Megan, honestly, amazing job. And thank you so much for everything you've been doing. Thank you so much to the lovely Dan for having a chat. If you want to keep up with his work and any new music releases, you can find him on Insta at Dan Kaplan. I also want to say a big thanks to you for listening. If you made it this far, then I'm hoping that's a good sign. If it is, please leave a little review, maybe send it to a mate and subscribe to Who You Don't See on your usual podcast app. You can also pay us a visit next week when we have not one, but two guests, Amber and Bronski. They're the creative directing duo behind Stormzy's massive headline Glastonbury set. So I'll see you then.